Hey everyone, this is Sphinx. I hope you've been enjoying the Last Action Podcast and the other podcasts here at Gamezilla Media. We invite you to check us out on patreon.com slash gamezilla media and support us at either the $1 or $5 tier. If you become a patron at $5 a month, you get tons of additional content, including our monthly special called the Post-Credit Scene. Thanks for your support, and hasta la vista, baby. It's 2010. LeBron James announces that he's taking his talents to South Beach. The Lost series finale airs and answers all our questions, but not really. But one important question remains unanswered. Can peacocks fly? GameZillaMedia.com It's time for the last action podcast! Pop quiz, hot shot! Hey, motherfucker. I feel the need for need for speed. Please, we can kill it. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Come with me if you want to live. Welcome, everybody, to the Last Action Podcast. I am Hovercraft Joe, and I am here sitting directly next to the Sphinx. What is up, Hovercraft Joe? What up, Sphinx? And this is another episode without LPJ. <laughs> yeah, eat that LPJ. Eat it. <laughs> eat it good. And it's it's just me and the Sphinx here today. That's right. Just us flying solo, or not, I guess, solo, because there's two of us. But <laughs> Dynamic duo here. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, because there is no LPJ, we are doing another action comedy. We sure are. We, we are doing uh, 2010's The Other Guys. Right. Uh, release date of August 5th, 2010. That is correct. Now, do you have any specific memories, or do you remember seeing us for the first time, or... Um, you know, it's really interesting because this is, I would say this is like the tail end of the Will Ferrell blockbusters. Yeah. Because you've got, you know, Anchorman 2004, Talladega Nights, you got Step Brothers, and I think this is the year or two years after Step Brothers. Yeah, I think maybe you're right about that. And so I feel like this totally would have been a movie. You know, my wife and I were, were just married. We didn't have kids yet. Like, I would, I should have seen this in the theater. I think we just rented this. Right. And I, I think I remember not loving it uh-huh. the first time I saw it. Like, it did not leave much of an impression on me at all that the last time I saw it was for the podcast today. <laughs> so, which I'm, I'll tell you right now, like, that was a sore mistake on my part. <laughs> well, uh, and, and I'm almost kind of similar. I did not see this movie when it came out. I didn't see it in theaters. I hadn't seen it. Um up until maybe like a year, maybe two years ago, I had never seen it. Oh, wow. And it was a movie that like a lot of people I work with were always quoting and they're always like, you <laughs> yeah. got to see it. You got to see it. And I was like, you know, I like Will Ferrell, but I wasn't, I'm not like a gigantic diehard Will Ferrell. So I was kind of mm. like, yeah, 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 I got to see it. So finally one day I rented it and watched it and I was like, okay, yeah, this is <laughs> like, it lived up to the hype for me. I like bought it on Blu-ray. Uh, it's on stars all the time, mm. which I have stars. So I, I've now, from not seeing it at all, I've seen it like 15 times probably now. <laughs> nice. Because it's, yeah. So, but yeah, it's weird because I, I didn't see it in theaters and it seems mm-hmm. like it, it is something that, you know, because I did see a lot of those other Will Ferrell ones. It seems like something I would have saw, but I didn't, so. 
Yeah, and I mean, and we're also talking about you know directing, producing, and writing it as Adam McKay, right? Who, who again, like, the, like those, the two of them together have created such great films, yeah, like comedies, you right? Know? I, I think they said that this was uh, like the fourth of their like fifth uh, collaborations. Yeah, uh, and then I also had, I guess it'll be a pop quiz. I'll, I'll throw it okay. fir- first and uh, and early here. I didn't use it as one of my lightning rounds. Okay. Oh, I did use those lightning okay, round. Okay, never mind. I'll save never it. Mind. I'll save, save, it. It. save it. Never mind. I'll <laughs> save it for like five minutes from now. <laughs> but but anyway, yeah. I mean, Adam McKay. You know, he has all those comedies down, and and something else that I put down, um, based on the end of the movie. So the end of the movie, like they're showing the credits, but they're also teaching you like how a Ponzi scheme works. Yeah, and that's a huge influence on McKay's next big project, which oh. is The Big Short. Right. Yeah. So I was gonna say, and it's kind of interesting because now he makes like movies that are pretty well respected like cause he made that movie and he made that um vice yeah vice the the dick cheney movie and both those i think were pretty like nominated like yep. well-respected film which is kind of interesting from a guy to make not that these are bad movies but they're just you know more yeah, yeah. They're jokes yeah they're more <laughs> jokey you know those kind of movies so it's interesting that he's moved on to such kind of a you know movies that are well regarded like that yeah absolutely um, so uh, kind of getting into the numbers on this, and this is interesting to me because I you know, obviously don't look into this stuff until we do it, but so the budget on this movie is a hundred million dollars, which is, wow. Yeah. Right. Like, and I was trying to figure out in my head, but I was like, well, you know, it's like both Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg probably made a lot of money. Yeah. There's a ton of cameos the, in this There's movie. a ton of people in it. So even if they're not getting a ton of money, you still have to pay a lot of different people. And I would say that some of the action scenes are pretty, you know, I mean, for a comedy like this, they're pretty involved action sequences. Oh, yeah, for sure. Especially so the car chase at the end. And then the the whole movie's filmed in New York, so I'm guessing it's not cheap to no, film movies it can't in New be. York City. It can't be. So it it was it was just kind of wild to me to see that because then you get the domestic gross on this is 119 million. Okay. And a worldwide of 170 million dollars. So it makes a lot of money, but if you factor in how much it costs, yeah. it's not that big of a hit. Yeah, which is crazy because comedies usually will not cost you hardly anything. Right, and that's that's what I was trying because I, I even double-checked like a couple different places. I was like, well, mm-hmm. maybe this is wrong, but again, I think it's just because it does have a lot of action elements in it. And like I said, I bet you Wahlberg and Will Ferrell both got maybe 10 to $15 million each to do this movie, wouldn't you think? Yeah, I mean, based on what we were saying with Will Ferrell, like he's coming off of those huge comedies – but then you got Marky Mark that's coming off of is it Transformers at this point? He's uh, been doing those. Probably. I, I I would guess that he probably brought in more money than Will Ferrell for this. I, I think you're probably right. That's you know, that's someone maybe one of these days maybe I'll start factoring that into <laughs> my uh when we do the numbers on this. Do you remember who is um who's the first name? Is it Farrell or is it Wahlberg? That I don't know. I, I can't don't remember. remember. I I don't know because they're kind of like almost equally the stars of the film, so I don't know, but yeah. I would think it would be a Wahlberg thing, but who knows. Going off of these websites, they're using Will Ferrell's name first. Okay. Um, but I mean that doesn't, you know, we don't have the credits here. Right. Um, but he is No, it does say first build. It's Will Ferrell. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I guess it's a comedy. I guess I could see him being first build. Yeah. Um, so talking about the top grossing movies of 2010. Uh number one, Toy Story Three. Okay. Number two, uh, Alice in Wonderland, which I think was like the live action one. Yeah, with uh, Johnny Depp, maybe. Yeah, that made it to number two. Yeah, I guess. And then number three was uh, Iron Man 2. 
<laughs> and then the other guys, this movie came in 21st, and we have not done any other movies in 2010. Oh, so man. First 2010. This is our first 2010. Um, well, I don't think Iron Man 2 is going to be soon coming on the list. <laughs> no, I mean, we'll, we're going to do a lot of Marvel <laughs> movies, but that'll be down on the list. Yeah, um, and then here's another interesting thing on this. The Rotten Tomatoes on this. Okay. This is this is kind of blew my mind too. So a Rotten Tomato score of seventy eight percent. Wow. Okay. But here's the thing that's crazy: the audience score is sixty percent. Really? Yeah. Like I, I feel like maybe this is a movie that didn't like, and I don't know this, but maybe this is something that just didn't click with people. Like maybe the first time, or yeah. like maybe it's something you had to see once or twice before you really get it. I don't know because like that was kind of s- surprising to me. And again, going off this conversation, I wonder if comparatively speaking, like with the other Will Ferrell movies of Step Brothers and Anchorman and all that, I mean, I would say that this movie doesn't carry that same level of comedy. No. But it but it, it has action in it. Like it's a different type of yeah. movie. And so I wonder if maybe that's kind of what threw audiences off. It was could, this it, became more of like a lethal weapon or rush hour when they were expecting something way sillier. It could be. I mean, if you're like, uh, hey, I just saw him in like Step Brothers and like <laughs> no. Talladega Nights and you go into this and it's not the same thing. No. I mean, it's it's very funny and it has, I mean, it's broad comedy, but it's also like very firmly in that like, you know, action. Mm-hmm. But like you said, like a lethal weapon or a bad boys, if you will. Yeah. Like it's like in that that vein so i you might be right it might just not have but again it didn't make a lot of money yeah it just cost so much to make <laughs> yeah that's crazy yeah, yeah. I, I would have again like usually you know usually with movies that that we deal with on this show you know we always get the the audience score higher than the critics yeah but. and this is one where i definitely was like oh i'm sure the audience score is higher but you know not, surprise surprise yeah not the case <laughs> Um, do we want to do cast or we want to do lightning round? Uh, we can do the lightning round real right, quick. Let's do it. The Co- first solo lightning round. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, take your time. I feel like I'm on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. <laughs> Maybe I should get that music queued up <laughs> instead of Thunderstruck. All right. So, um, first question. This is Will Farrell's, Farrell's, I said that weird, <laughs> second highest grossing movie. What is his first? Uh, I looked this up and now I can't remember what it is. It's um, uh, I can't remember. I looked it up. I get Christmas. Oh, Elf! It's Elf. It is Elf. Yes. Dang it. Yep, you're good. Why is Brooke Shields in this movie? Uh, because her husband was one of the writers, the guys that wrote it with Adam McKay. Correct. Chris Henchy, uh, the co-writer, is married to Brooke Shields. Michael Keaton's name is Gene Mock, who is a, a real-life person. Do you know who Gene Mock is? I believe I saw that he was a manager for, like, the California Angels. Yeah, nailed it. <laughs> so uh, Will Ferrell is a huge uh, Angels fan, and so he was a manager from the 1980s, which the California Angels are now the, the Anaheim Angels. Uh, and then this film features one Oscar winner. Who is it? Uh, is it Michael Keaton? Nope. It's not Michael Keaton. Um, Eva Mendez? Nope. It's kind of <laughs> a trick. Um, oh, uh, Samuel Jackson? Nope. I don't, I don't know who. It's Adam McKay. Oh, geez. Yeah, because he plays, he plays uh, Dirty... Uh, 
Well, he's, yeah, he's Dirty Mike. Dirty Mike. <laughs> <laughs> he does. Uh, but yeah, Adam McKay of this entire cast, which we're going to get to in just a second, yeah. he's the only one with an Oscar. Huh, that's that's weird. I definitely would have thought Michael Keaton had one, but... Yeah, I thought Samuel L. Jackson had one at one point, too, actually. Huh. Um, but it was for his adapted screenplay for the big short. Oh, okay. That's the Oscar that he has. Oh, all right. So yeah, I thought that was kind of a fun question, though, because, like, you know... Pick it from from all of these big actors that we have, but yeah. it actually became the writer and director. Which let's let's go through some of this cast because it is kind of crazy how many people <laughs> in this. So uh, obviously we talked about Will Ferrell playing uh, Alan Gamble. Yep, and uh, Mark Wahlberg plays Terry Holtz. Yep, and those two, you know, also interesting to bring up. Like even though like we we don't feel like we remember much about this movie being big, the two of them continue to do more movies together. Yeah. Well, yeah, they because they did that like uh, Daddy's Home or whatever, and they yeah, did and a even sequel, that had a sequel. sequel to that, which is like weird. I wonder, I wonder if because like because I mean, even though it made a lot of money, because it didn't, you know, I wonder if that's why there never was a sequel or something to this. Yeah, I'm trying to think too. Do you know when the movie Ted came out? That was Mark Wahlberg. Uh, I don't know. I think it was after this, but I guess was I don't. It? I don't know a hundred percent. Okay, because I feel like it's it's around this era that you know that Wahlberg starts to get more into the comedy side of movies too. Well, yeah, and that's something that I read, and you may have saw this. That they said that Adam McKay was kind of initially he wasn't sure about casting Mark Wahlberg in this mm-hmm. because there were so many like basically people that are great at improv, and he didn't know if he'd be able to kind of keep up with them. But then I guess like. After like one day of shooting, he's like, "Oh no, this is gonna this is gonna work great." <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that is one thing that's. I mean, like we'll get into it more, but their kind of chemistry and their the way they interact is so great in this movie. Absolutely, man. We got back to back buddy cop movies. It's true. <laughs> with uh, Rush Hour last week. Um, then we have uh, Eva Mendez playing uh, Sheila Gamble. Yeah. Uh, Michael Keaton, who I love Michael Keaton in this movie. I forgot he was in this movie. Like he 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 caught me by surprise when he showed up as the captain. He's so good in this movie. I, he's like one of my favorite things. So he plays Captain Gene Munch, as we talked about. Uh, Ray Stevenson plays Roger Wesley. Yep. He's kind of one of the main villains, if you will. Yep. Uh, Steve Coogan as David Urshan is great in this movie too. Yep. He's super funny. Um, I also wrote down uh, Rob Riggle and uh, as Martin and Damon Wayans Jr. as Fosse. Yeah, they're kind of like the the other partner cops. Yeah, and they're the ones that give uh, those two a hard time. Yeah, and they're they're like I mean they're kind of in and out of the movie, but they're really they're really funny in it when they show up. Um, yeah. I also put down uh, Bobby Cannavale as Jimmy, who's another guy who's just kind of in it a little bit, but his scenes <laughs> are really funny. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, uh, Dwayne Johnson uh, playing Danson and Samuel Jackson as Highsmith. Yeah, and we can't forget the narrator. Oh, yeah, Ice-T. <laughs> Ice-T. Is, which is great. Yeah, it is. So, uh, and there's even probably more. I mean, there's more oh, yeah. people in this. Yeah, I had a couple others. I mean, we don't need to mention them. Um, but, yeah, there are just some. And there's a lot of other cameos. Like, yeah. like Tracy Morgan shows up. Uh, Anne Hash has got a small role in the yeah. movie. I, it says here, too, Horatio Sands is in it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, but we can't forget Derek Jeter. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, Derek Jeter. I'm Derek Jeter, you dick. Uh, He's a biracial angel. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. He is in it. That's so great. In fact, I think when I looked on like uh, IMDb on my phone, it was like Will Ferrell, Mark Wahlberg, Derek Jeter. I'm like... <laughs> 
I don't think he's third bill. I don't think. Well, maybe that's where all this money had to go to <laughs> yeah, Derek Jeter for his like one scene that he's in. Uh. <laughs> um, do you want to roll through some net worths? Uh, absolutely, I do. All right, I have a few more for this one because there are so many people in it. So yeah. uh, let's start with Ray Stevenson. Uh, he's in a lot of stuff. Uh, five million. Eight million. Okay. So kind of close. Yeah. Uh, what about Steve Coogan? Hmm. I'll say a little bit higher, like ten million. Close. Twelve million. Okay. Uh, then uh, Eva Mendez. She's kind of disappeared, right? Like, I mean, she hit, at this era, like with Hitch and a couple other things. I'll say like fifteen. Uh, I'll say twenty million. Oh, we should have stuck with the original oh. answer. Fifteen million. Damn. Uh, Michael Keaton. <laughs> I'm gonna say fifty million. Uh, no, fifteen million. Oh, really? Not that much. Mm. Now this one's interesting. I'm, I'm kind of curious how you're gonna guess on this. Will Ferrell. Comedy. Comedy is hard. Yeah. Um, I don't know. He does a lot of other stuff too. I'm gonna say. Shit. Um. <laughs> 75 million? Close, 100 million. I, I was originally going to say 100, but I didn't know if that was too high. And, okay. then, and then finally, uh, Mark Wahlberg. 100 million. Up. 300 million? 300 million for Mark Wahlberg. Damn. Which, I mean, he's got a lot of Transformer money, so. Damn it, Michael Bay. And he's probably, <laughs> he's probably got some Wahlbergers money, too. Yeah. Yeah, and they had that, isn't that TV show that they had for a while too? He did the Wahlberg. Yeah, I think. It, well, and, it's like a yeah. They have a the a reality show and and all that stuff. So I'm sure that he has a he has his um hands yeah. in a lot of different. Uh, yeah, I feel like he's probably pretty smart with his money. So yeah, I guess I, that makes pretty good sense. Um, and then one thing that uh, we didn't mention, and I mean, we're not going to play any of the music because it wasn't super memorable, but I did find it uh, interesting. We're going to totally play some music. Well, what are you talking well, about? Well, okay, okay. I didn't... <laughs> okay, pardon me. I meant the composer, like the oh, actual... Oh, gotcha. The composer was John Bryan, yeah. which I, I was... I didn't know idea, and I don't really remember, like, not the songs, but the actual, like... But it's kind of interesting to me because he, you know, did a lot of, like, Paul Thomas Anderson movies. Uh, there's a Paul Thomas Anderson movie. Oh. It stars... Um, Adam Sandler. It's called Punch Drunk Love. Yep. A lot of people hate it. I'm a big fan of that movie, but he did the music for that movie, and it's a soundtrack that I really like. So I had no idea that he was the composer for this, so I was a little surprised when I found that out. Yeah, okay. It looks like the most recent thing he did was uh, Christopher Robin. Yeah. So he, he's kind of all over the board here. Yeah, he did a lot of stuff when I looked at his credits. Eternal Sunshine. I like that movie. Yeah, he did like uh, he did like a lot of the earlier uh, Paul Thomas Anderson, like Heart Aid and Magnolia and yeah, stuff like I that. Yeah, I see so. that. Okay. Um, but it's just interesting. I would have never guessed that he was the composer of the music for this. So Yeah, it kind of doesn't fit those other films but a it, whole lot. But, but it looked like he had done some other Adam McKay ones, so maybe they were friends or had a relationship or something. Oh, so. he might be right there. So I think that was maybe it. But um, as far as other songs, uh, we were going to play a few uh, that kind of feature. <laughs> One of them that is, I guess, featured prominently in the movie uh, and it's kind of a running joke whenever they're always driving around in Will Ferrell's car and he's always playing uh, Little River Band. He says he's always got it loaded up in his car and they play reminiscing. <laughs> so we're, we're going to play a little bit of that for you.
the song fits who Will Ferrell plays <laughs> so perfectly. It is like so vanilla. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny too because it's like uh, it's a big joke in the movie, but I actually kind of like Little River Band. So, <laughs> I mean, this might not be my favorite Little River Band song, but it is. It is funny, and it does show up a lot in the movie in some some comedy scenes. So, yeah. And then we go uh, completely on the other end here. So the the movie closes with a cover uh, of Maggie's Farm, which is a Bob Dylan tune, uh, and it's covered by one of my favorites, Rage Against the Machine. So while they're playing the song, uh, Adam McKay is explaining like what a Ponzi scheme is and how it works, and and again, this this definitely ties into. Uh, what he's soon going to be doing after this with the big short, but I wanted to play a little clip of some Maggie's Farm. Whenever I can find an excuse to play Rage, <laughs> I'm going to play Rage. Hey, fair enough. <laughs> um, and I don't really have, uh, I mean, we, as we mentioned, LPJ's on here. And there, I couldn't really find any like role reversals for this. I couldn't either. Um, the only thing I did see is that they said that um, the, the Highsmith role, the one that Samuel L. Jackson plays, was mm-hmm. originally written for Michael Chiklis. Okay, but uh, that he turned it down because he didn't. He thought it was like right after the shield ended, and he didn't want to be like typecast as like just like a cop, like like so he turned down the role. Gotcha. And that's really the only thing I could find, which kind of makes sense because it does seem like that they had specific people in mind, kind of when they put this together. So yeah, fair enough. Uh, there's only a couple taglines, but here's a little intro music for that. In a world in the year 2017, in a time. Of tradition in a city where anything can happen in a war that isn't his. All right. So, our taglines When the cops are busy, our only hope is. And that's it. <laughs> Which I think is supposed to lead to the other guy. Wow, yeah, I thought you were just pausing for dramatic effect. Nope, that is <laughs> literally it. And then the other one is New York's finest were busy. <laughs> Oh, that's all right. <laughs> I mean, but that's just not even the movie. I guess New York's finest die is really the the better yeah. better way to say that a little bit. Yeah, th- that's it for taglines. That is it. Uh, not great ones. No, very very rough. <laughs> I feel like I guess I don't know. Do comedies usually have good taglines? Uh, no, I don't know. I guess maybe not. I don't really remember a lot of them. So yeah, I think looking at, looking at the poster here, it's New York's finest were busy. So. Yeah, I guess it kind of makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Which I do like the the image here of the poster where they're kind of like they're both like in the air, right? Like <laughs> yeah. shooting guns and stuff. Yeah. That's well, that's. Fun. I mean, I think like the broad strokes of this movie are that it's like, and and maybe this is me reading too much into it, but it's kind of like if you were to take like a normal action movie where you have their two main buddy cop, you know, guys, mm-hmm. and then you have all the other guys in the precinct who are just in the background and not really doing stuff. Like this is a movie where it's like. 
we're going to focus on two of those guys mm-hmm. and they're going to end up becoming the stars and the heroes of the movie. I think that's kind of the, the the trick, if you will, or kind of the main like selling, not selling point, but you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, like that's what it is. That's the like kind of thing that they're going for. Yeah, and that kind of brings us into the the beginning of the film, which is really how I like how the film is set up. Oh, yeah. Is, is it starts off, I mean, with, with The Rock, Dwayne yeah. Johnson, and Samuel L. Jackson. They're like the top... Yeah, detectives yeah. in New York, Danson and Highsmith, and they're <laughs> yeah. like they're like having this like gigantic chase through the city, and it's like all these action movie cliches, yeah. and like the the lights getting shot off their car, and they're like jumping back and forth, <laughs> they're like chasing these drug dealers. Yeah, Samuel L. goes, "Did someone call nine one? Holy shit!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's really great, uh, and it's like they jump into a bus and there's explosion. It's just like this, they crash into Trump Tower, yeah, which, which is yeah. <laughs> hilarious now. Which is like, and it's like kind of like I think supposed to like grab you at the beginning with this like over Absolutely. the top like action sequence, like you would see in like a normal action movie like this. And it's got that funny little bit afterwards where they're doing the press conference and they're like, <laughs> they're like the suspects had a quarter pound of <laughs> marijuana in them, a misdemeanor in some states. Do you think it was worth twelve? million dollars in property damage <laughs> yeah. which is really funny um and i think like i think i think doesn't he like say america or something like that it was not his response something like that yeah <laughs> and i think maybe this is one of those movies where maybe we give kind of like an overview of the plot yeah, and then kind of dig sure. into it because basically the idea is that they are like they're like the super cops of the department they end up dying, and there's this. <laughs> they they just jump off a of building. <laughs> when I the first time I saw this movie, and like I had no idea about that part because it's right they're chasing these guys up to the top of the roof, and they like cut they slide down the bad guys slide down on this line and they cut it, yeah. and they're they're playing like uh, that uh, My Hero by Foo Fighters, <laughs> yep. and they're like they're like you think of what I'm thinking, they're like aim for the bushes, and they just jump <laughs> off the building, and there's no bushes, and they just hit the ground yeah. and they're dead and like the first time I watched this movie I literally had to like rewind it because I'm like what what is going on yeah because you really don't like the way that the like first 10 minutes of this movie is set up like you think they're going to be like a crucial part of this film yeah. you know that it's almost going to be maybe like that they play off of Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg a little bit right uh, but no like they're yeah. done <laughs> yeah and they die and that's it and it's so funny because it's like when you like you said when you first watch the movie you have no idea that's where it's going yeah. and it's such like a shocking scene to see when they just jump and you're like oh, okay well what's gonna happen and they just boom hit the concrete and they're dead <laughs> and like the next scene is their funeral scene yep <laughs> um so anyway so like th- then it becomes like a thing of like Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell working together to solve this case and the case is Kind of like the broad strokes of it is there's an investment banker, the guy that um, Steve Coogan plays, mm-hmm. uh, David Urshan. Yep. He lost a bunch of money for uh, Anne H's character. It's like Lind- Lindell Global, I think it is. Yeah, some sort of large multinational. And basically she's like, well, you got to get this money back because I'm not reporting losses. Mm-hmm. So it's about him. Like they're trying to figure out what deal he's because he's trying to find someone to give him this $80 million. Yep. And they're kind of investigating it, kind of have it wrong for most of the movie, Mm -hmm. but eventually they figure out that he's trying to get the uh, cop pension fund. Like, that's the money he's going to steal to... Uh, pay back the investors and they they end up stopping it you know and uh, throughout a series of you know but that's kind of the broad strokes i would say of what the plot is yeah i mean it's essentially them 
I, you know, it kind of does bounce around. Like, you know, we, we get a little bit of uh, a backstory on the on the two cops. Of, yeah. Um, I always blank on their names. It's it's Alan uh, Gamble and Hoyts. Gamble and yeah, Alan Gamble and and Terry Holtz. Right. Yeah. 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 So Alan is is a guy that Will Ferrell plays, and he <laughs> his backstory yeah, it's so is crazy. hilarious. So we find out that he in college was a pimp. Was <laughs> a pimp, yeah, Gator, <laughs> Gator. <laughs> but he doesn't like to use the word, or he doesn't think he was ever. Yeah, a pimp. and Mark Wahlberg's like, "No, you were a pimp." <laughs> and he's like, "No, that's not it at all." Yeah. Uh, and so he he didn't like the path he was going. Yeah, down. he like got kind of out of control, so he decided he wanted to take like the safe his job possible so he became like an accountant for the police department yeah and then we've got Mark, Wal- Mark Wahlberg yeah Terry Holt's backstory which he was doing great as a cop yeah uh and he was responsible for like security at the World Series yeah <laughs> and he accidentally shoots Derek Jeter in the leg or yeah the hip or yeah he's like because he's like he's like walking through the tunnel and he's like he, he's, he had a bat in his hand he thought it was, he's like I told him to stop and he shot him and it was Derek Jeter and so they like it kind of ruined his career and everyone calls him the Yankee Clipper yeah and I love how one guy's like you should have shot A-Rod yeah <laughs> yeah he does like because he's in like a there's that great scene where he's in like the support group for people yeah. who like shot people and he's like telling the story and that one guy's like you should have shot A-Rod <laughs> yeah, they're like all pissed at him yeah because <laughs> yeah they're all sharing stories and they don't want to hear his because they know what the hell he did and so they're like partners but they have like a real like like Mark Wahlberg like hates Will Ferrell yeah, like so straight much up asshole like he's just like yelling at him so much there's that great scene at the beginning where they have that big thing where he talks about like the lion and the tuna oh, and stuff oh my god where he's like I would go out of my way to kill you even if you weren't in our food group and <laughs> and then I'm gonna bang your tuna girlfriend yeah it's so great <laughs> there's also I, I really like that um scene where he was like it's after uh Samuel Jackson and um the rock die and they're responding to the call and he wants to go out on the call and uh, Will Ferrell doesn't want to, so he basically holds him at gunpoint, <laughs> yeah. and he's like holding him at gunpoint, like walking out <laughs> of the police station, and like, and Will Ferrell's like, really? Like, no, we're at a police station and no one's interested in this. <laughs> Because like the, their like whole dynamic is that Will Ferrell doesn't want to get involved in the case at all, and like just yeah. wants to be behind the desk, and like Mark Wahlberg's constantly like wants to you know be in on the action. Yeah, that's where we get off uh, Mark Wahlberg's famous quote. You know, I'm a peacock. You gotta let me fly. <laughs> yeah, which he which he says a number of times throughout the movie. And there's that great bit where he says it in the in the office with uh, Michael Keaton, and Michael Keaton's like, "All right, Terry, let's just get this straight. Peacocks don't fly." And Will Ferrell's like, "They they fly a little bit." But like the the other thing we didn't kind of mention, and Ray Stevenson's character uh, Wesley, he works for um, Anne Hage's character, and basically yeah. his job is to keep an eye on Urshan. So he doesn't like run or make a run for it and doesn't, you know, try and skip town yeah. or whatever. And he shows up a couple of times and they have kind of some funny dynamics. They keep like, <laughs> they keep like uh, taking uh, Will Ferrell and uh, Mark Wahlberg's shoes. <laughs> yeah. And they yeah. take their when did guns. They ta- when did they- and they don't know, like, when did they take our shoes? <laughs> yeah. And they, when the second time, they're like, ah, oh, they took our shoes again when they put them on that like truck and send them out to Las Vegas in their car. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> but they get their shoes back, so yeah, they do. And like, uh, I, I like, um, <laughs> but Will Ferrell doesn't get his gun back. Well, which no, I love because there's that great scene where they uh, were uh, oh the desk pop. Yeah, Martin and Fozzie <laughs> convince him to do a desk pop where he just shoots his desk in the office. <laughs> So they take his gun away, and he gives him, like, a wooden gun. Yeah. <laughs> and then when they give him the gun back, uh, it's like, they're like, oh, yeah, they put a real nice polish on this. You should probably uh, send him a thank you note. But then isn't it at one point he loses even the the wooden gun he doesn't get back? Well, when they, he, oh, when, it gives him a come, rape Yeah, wrestle. when they come back from Las Vegas... <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'm not gonna give you the wooden gun. He's like, oh, you gave me a real gun. He's like, no, here's a rape whistle. He's like, if you see if you see something going down, blow the whistle, and, and a real cop will come help you. Uh, you're right. Michael Keaton does such a great job in this oh my movie. Gosh, I love so how he says it. he's got a second job at Bed Bath and Beyond. Yeah, and then there's that great scene where he's at Bed Bath and Beyond, like giving, like talking, and, all, <laughs> That's and he like starts a manager like, meeting. Yeah, and he starts like reading the report about like a he's like oh like a rapist. Uh, be on the lookout. And he's like, oh sorry. You're like wrong job. He's like, forget about that. He's like, well, don't don't forget about it. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly yeah. Walk in pairs. <laughs> yeah, it's he's so good in this, and he's so funny. And there's that running Ooh. gag where he keeps saying like, oh li- my god, yeah. He keeps saying lines from TLC songs. <laughs> yeah, don't go chasing waterfalls. Yeah, and he, they keep calling him out on it, and he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't want no scrubs. I. Uh, <laughs> and he's like, well, if you're gonna do this. You gotta creep, creep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they're like, no, there's, there's no way you're yeah. not doing this on accident. He's like, anymore. nobody says creep, creep like that unless they're talking about TLC. <laughs> My favorite though is at the end, like when the, after the big shootout, and he goes and he's talking to, <laughs> he's talking to Will Ferrell, and he's like, hey, he's like, you know what? Don't worry. He's like, we'll take care of the paperwork for you. You know why? Ain't too proud to beg. <laughs> and Will Ferrell's just like, ah, it's not funny anymore. <laughs> but yeah, Michael Keaton is like the all-star of this movie for me. Uh, he is not in it enough, that's for sure. No, his scenes are so good. <laughs> and also, like, I really like the um, the dynamic with um, with Eva Mendez and Will Ferrell in this. It's so... <laughs> <laughs> I, I like how Mark Wahlberg handles oh, it, too. Oh, my gosh, yeah, because, like... He when they go they go at one point they go to Will Ferrell's house to work on the case yep. and she like shows up to tell him it's time for dinner and like yeah, just this trophy wife that yeah. you don't expect coming from you know from from Alan and Mark Wahlberg's just like who is that there's <laughs> like oh it's the old ball and chain and all this stuff and he, then he's like like three more times he's like no come on are you gonna tell me who that is. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, when, I love that. I love the end of that scene when they're leaving, and like he's saying bye, and he's like, "Bye, Sheila, night." <laughs> yeah. And like Will Ferrell keeps trying to say bye to him, and he's like, "Yeah, whatever, Alan, go in the house, night, Sheila." <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Yeah, but it's like near the end, he's like, "Is Sheila okay? Does Sheila need need me to come over? Does she need any help?" <laughs> And well, he's like, why do you keep asking about my wife? <laughs> and Eva Mendez is, like, gorgeous in this movie. And Will yeah. Ferrell, like, keeps referring to her as, like, well, she's, like, a, <laughs> a D or, you know, like, she's, he's, like, my wife is cute. She's not hot and all this <laughs> stuff. And it's it's really funny. I love how he downplays her, for sure. Yeah, and he kind of treats her like garbage a little bit. But it's 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 really funny. Yeah. Pimps don't cry, though. Right? Pimps, don't, <laughs> Pimps cry. don't cry. They sing it, don't they? <laughs> yeah, they do. Oh, man. Because uh, he, like, he reshares his story to Mark Wahlberg about his past, and uh, he gets, like, pissed at a, at the meal, right, at dinner. Yeah. And, and, yeah, he starts, like, getting calmed down with Pimps Don't Cry. Yeah, well, I think, yeah, I think it's, um, I can't remember, but, yeah, they, they sing the song, because he's, like, yelling at her, and then they like, hey, Pimps Don't Cry, and then they sing it, and they're like, it's really good. 
Yeah. In terms of like action scenes, I mean, they're all based on comedy. Yeah. So like the the couple that I'm thinking of here is is like the the one car chase is pretty funny. You know, he's driving a Toyota Prius. Yeah. <laughs> he, you know, Mark Wahlberg's telling him to to go fast, go fast, and he goes too fast. He runs <laughs> over the dead body. Yeah, he runs. And he the, blows up the cocaine. Yeah, the cocaine goes ever. <laughs> That's the one where he he yells uh, America, <laughs> and he's like, "Did you That's did you yell America?" when you stepped on the gas which is funny i read um i did see one of the facts i saw is that they they had three different priuses that they used for the movie okay uh and one of them had a racing engine so it could go faster and it was so large that they had it had to go like in the back seat of the car that's hilarious because so they could get it to go faster Uh, but there's i mean that's like played for comedy too because they when they first like arrest Urshan and like Wesley like rams into him and takes Urshan away mm. and they take the car and then when they go to find the car there's that great scene where Rob Hubel plays like the police officer and he's telling about <laughs> all the stuff they found in the car and that's when he's like oh it looks like a guy a group of homeless people had like <laughs> had like sex in the car he's like you know what they call it a soup kitchen and that was the that was the note from Dirty Mike and the Boys. <laughs> and then, do you, did you get Dirty Mike is, yeah, we said it already, is Adam Dirty McKay. Dirty Mike is Adam McKay. <laughs> and, but it's like so crazy, the things they list, like they were in the car, I can't remember, there was like a bunch of lottery tickets, there was like a... a raccoon yeah. that was pregnant, that gave birth. Yeah, like a baby mouse. He's like, yeah, use condom and a baby mouse and all this stuff, but... And then there's a scene later on where they're like they're they're on the 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 river shore. Yeah. <laughs> and Dirty Mike comes back. Yeah. <laughs> they're like getting ready to go in the car. They're he's like, like, "Wait a minute, is that Dirty Mike?" Yeah, and it, they're like, "Get out of here." And he's like, he's like, "We will have sex in your car again. It will happen." <laughs> I had no idea that that was Adam McKay that played that role. So I thought that was uh, pretty funny when that uh when I saw that. Yeah. Uh, another good action scene I like is when they're going to investigate um one of the financial buildings, and it just shoots up and explodes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the way that the two of them handle it, like they feel like they're they're like. Deaf. Oh yeah, when they get, <laughs> when they go to Urshan's accounting firm in New Jersey, yeah. and it just blows up, and they're like screaming. Yeah, he's like, you know, I didn't think explosions were really like that. He's like, I thought it was like when the Millennium Falcon <laughs> left the Death Star. That's bullshit. Yeah, and he's like, he's like, there's no way I don't have soft tissue damage. <laughs> yeah, I need an MRI. <laughs> I like, I like when they're driving out there over the bridge when he gives them that. Uh, he's like, oh, I got you a present, yeah. and it's like that uh, coffee mug, and it says FBI, but it says <laughs> yeah. female body inspector, <laughs> and Mark Wahlberg just throws it out the window. <laughs> Is he so pissed at him? Uh, there's just, uh, I mean, there's there's just a lot of really good comedy in here. Uh, and this movie is like so quotable. Like I, we oh, say yeah. like so much. One of the things we like to say at work all the time is the one where um, he's like, oh, it's 9.15. Let's have a great day, everyone. And Bobby kind of <laughs> just like, cut the shit. <laughs> yeah. That's a great one. I also uh, like the um, the character of Bob, who's like kind of the head of the union, yeah. and he shows up, and Mark Wahlberg just yells at him so much. And there's that one scene where he's just like, "It's a bad time, Bob." <laughs> yeah. We're like, "What do you do around here, Bob? Besides interrupt people?" <laughs> uh, talking about work stuff as well, I really like the quick scene where they're trying to explain to uh, Mark Wahlberg about the Federal Reserve. (laughs) (laughs) And he doesn't get it at all. He has no idea. Like, being an economics teacher, I just, I laughed really hard at that scene. He's like, yeah, we're going to lock you in the Federal Reserve. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, we're going to get David Urshan, and we're going to lock him up in the Federal Reserve. And Will Ferrell's like, he still doesn't, he doesn't understand what it is. (laughs) 
so and, and that's another um, just for me as a big fan of The Office. Uh, the guy that plays Urshan's lawyer and the guy at the SEC uh, is uh, David, David Wallace. Wallace. Yeah. yeah. Which is funny too. And <laughs> when they come back and he's going to like, they're trying to talk him down off the roof. Yeah. That seems so funny. Oh, and, look, uh, he's flying. <laughs> and Will Ferrell's like, yeah, I've been, a lot of people are talking down here and they don't think you have the guts to do it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, he's flying. <laughs> so, is that when they were playing bad cop, bad cop as well? When no, they tried to interrogate that, that's him? when they're in Urshan's office. Oh, that's right. And he just goes like nuts. Oh, he keeps bribing them every time. <laughs> yeah, he, he gives them the Knicks tickets and they're like at the front court and they're like, yeah, this this seems like it's a bribe. <laughs> and so they go back to his office, and he gives them tickets, and they go to Jersey Boys, yeah. and they're uh, like, "Ah, oh, it's a bribe again." Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> uh, the the final scene is another great action scene. I like it because they they do the slow, like they really they stage it well for yeah. an action scene. Because like I guess the setup for it is like we said, they find out that he's that they're transferring over basically the police pension fund to him Mm -hmm. and they're trying to basically stop the final like getting the money to go through so that they had to get somewhere before 9 a.m to get him to stop the transfer so it's like but everyone's looking for him at this point because they think that like all his former investors which i think were like chet chet uh chechkins Mm -hmm. and like they were like uh i can't remember where they were like um some like African nation or something. I can't remember yeah. there. And they're all like trying to get Urshan because he screwed them all out of money. Mm-hmm. And uh, the police think that uh, they kidnapped Urshan, so they're looking for him. Mm-hmm. So they're like, "Well, we got to get to the building to stop this." So there's this really long, like prolonged, like car chase. Yep. And it's like a very action action scene. Oh yeah. Like I mean, it's it, it is played for laughs, like everything in this movie, but. Yeah, because there, there's a scene where, where Wahlberg's on top of the, the conference room table. Oh, yeah. And the papers have flown everywhere, and it's all in slow-mo, and, like, Icky Thump from the White Stripes is playing. Yeah, and everyone's shooting, and he's, like, sliding. The, that's Because they go to get, they go to yeah. figure out, they go to get Urshan, and the deal's going down, and everyone starts shooting, and he, like, slides down the table, yeah. like, shooting, and it's, like, played just like an over-the-top action movie. <laughs> yeah. That's really good. Yeah, it's really cool. And then, um... Yeah, when they're doing the chase, uh, I can't remember who it was that was driving. I was like, "Where'd you learn to drive like that, GTA?" Oh yeah, that's <laughs> it's um, it's Will Ferrell that's driving. Oh, that's right. And then because like they spin out the one van that flips, and even that's like right. even Ray Stevenson's like, "Oh, he must have been playing Grand Theft Auto." <laughs> yeah, it's so good. And they like um. They end up at one point on like the the golf range. <laughs> yeah, they're they're hitting the helicopter with the golf balls, yeah, because, and the helicopter blows up because the one bad guys are chasing them in the helicopter, and they end up like out on this like golf range, like out uh, in the open, and they tell like, "Hey, we're cops, shoot at the helicopter," and they're like firing all these golf balls, and one hits like the pilot, and it crashes. <laughs> yep. That's How really much good. of that was? That wasn't cheap. <laughs> no, and that's what I'm saying is I I feel like that that's what some of the budget was for this movie is that like. Uh, a lot of these action sequences are like the the scene at the beginning with The Rock and mm-hmm. uh, Samuel Jackson. That's like there's a lot of explosions and jumps and stuff like that, and like the car chase at the end. I feel like that that's where the budget of this movie must have shot up. Is like all these action sequences aren't done cheaply. No, they're like an action scene you would see in like a Lethal Weapon or a Bad Boys or something like that. Yeah. I like uh, to the scene near the end with Rob Riggle because he always plays like a goofy ass cop, like yeah. in the Hangover. Yeah, and it's kind of a similar scene where they're at like a school. Oh yeah, <laughs> and they they they're at the school and they like the I love that part because it's him and Damon Wayans Jr. Yeah. They're like they're so funny in this. We haven't barely touched on them oh. at all. 
But like when the, and they're like they get the call about uh, Hoyts and Gamble and they got to go and they're like guns, guns because they were like they were doing Pass the talk at the school and it's like the kids are like they were passing the guns around the classroom and then they're telling them about like crime facts and they're like step one, don't be black or Hispanic. Yeah. <laughs> That is what they I say. I think there's like a black kid that kind of like stares at him. Yeah. Um, I I like when they, uh, at the funeral for um, Danson and Highsmith, uh, when they like have that fight, it's like the whisper fight <laughs> oh, between yeah. like Rob Riggle and Mark Wahlberg and they're all standing around and they're like whispering and they're on the ground fighting and stuff. <laughs> yeah. And like... Uh, um, uh, Michael Keaton has yeah. to come break it up, and he's like, he's, <laughs> he's like yelling, too. he's like yelling at him, hey, knock it off, because he's like there at the funeral. It's really funny. I think it's Rob Wiggle as well that says, uh, I think uh, Scarface sneezed on your car <laughs> <laughs> when he runs over that cocaine. Yeah, and because he, he's like, oh, is this a? And uh, Damian Wayans Jr. is like, oh, is this a Prius? A good, good mileage? <laughs> he's like, I think my suburban shit one of these the other night. <laughs> uh, there's just yeah, there are so many good quotes. I I mean. You know, I, we'll get into our ranking in, in, in just a second, but I, I feel like like if you're into like Will Smith comedies and 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 Mark Wahlberg, like this is it's a movie Will, you gotta Will watch, Ferrell. right? Will Ferrell, what did I say? <laughs> Will Smith. Will Smith. No, no, not Will Smith. Yeah, and I and I think like uh, I think this is a rare thing where it's like if you like the comedy. Uh, you're gonna like it because I think it, it's really funny. Like the jokes are, are, you know, very quotable, very funny. But I think it does a really good job of, like I said, of kind of taking the the action movie genre and like you know doing what it does with it. You know, like it's wow. like it, playing into the tropes. And like I said, with the beginning of it, you think it's gonna be one thing, and then it becomes another thing when they kill off Sam Jackson and, and yeah. uh, the Rock. You know, but. It's just very, I don't know, it's like it combined, it, it does a good job. Like I said, they don't do the action scenes cheap, and I think it just does a good job merging the two things. Yeah, and that's exactly right. It it merges it. Like, it doesn't play off as, like, a parody. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, it, it is picking on, like, action movies, but it's not doing it intentionally. No. So it just it helps make the film work. Like, we did a movie back in the day. We did Loaded Weapon 1, right? right? Yeah. Like, that was a clear, like, we're just going to spoof action movies in general. Right. And this is not how this movie operates at all. No, and it, it, it's more like, hey, we. It's almost like they're like, hey, we like these movies, you yeah. know, and these are kind of the normal tropes in that, but we're gonna do something different with it. Yeah, which is like focusing on these characters that normally wouldn't be the stars and kind of putting them up in the front and seeing how they react. Yep. And kind of like you know their relationship, kind of going through the movie and how it changes and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. All right, I think we're ready to give this guy our rating. All right. Well, would you like to go first, Hovercraft Joe? Or you want me to go first? Uh, how about you go first? All right. Um, I mean, we talked a little bit about this uh, at the beginning of the episode. How I don't understand why I I don't have this movie. <laughs> like, I don't get why I watched it one time and didn't really care for it again. I, I'm thinking it must have been I was expecting like an Anchorman or Step Brothers level of comedy, and I mean, yeah. it's it's not quite there. But after watching it again, like my wife actually sat down and watched it with me as well. Like mm -hmm. w I loved this movie. <laughs> I it is really like I do want to go and pick it up. Like, like why isn't this movie on TV even? Like I don't, I don't think I see it frequently um, on I there. I think it used to be on like TBS and stuff maybe, but I don't think they showed as much. Okay. Uh, I will mention this: the Blu-ray had has like a extended cut too with like more scenes okay. and stuff in it. So oh, good to know I watched then. the theatrical version for this for the podcast, <laughs> but enough. it does have. Uh, uh, yeah. 
So, I mean, uh, you know, as a movie, I really enjoyed it. As an action movie, it, I, you know, like we said with last week's episode of Rush Hour, like that is a very action movie, I feel like. Yeah. This one isn't quite as action-y. I, I would, I would, I would agree with you on that. It's more comedy focused with, but I, I will say it doesn't like the action scenes are done in earnest. I feel like, yeah, but it is more focused on the comedy. So I'm gonna go ahead and kind of like last time, I'm gonna give this four machine guns. Okay. I, I really enjoyed it. it. It's it's a movie I, I want to watch more and more. Like like we've talked about for the last like thirty minutes, there's some great quotes in this movie and yeah. some great scenes, and and you still do get that action element. So I'm gonna give it four machine guns. Yeah, um, I, I you know I I really do love this movie. Um, I like I said, it was so weird because everyone told me it was like, oh, you got to see it. You know, I work with a lot of people that love this movie, and I was like, yeah, yeah, it's probably whatever. But it really is, and it's very, very rewatchable. Like I said, it's on stars a lot, and I'll just pick it up at any point and just watch it and just laugh. Because I love so many parts of it, mm-hmm. and everybody in it is great. It has so many people that I love in it, yeah. and I'm not even like a huge Mark Wahlberg fan, but I think he's great in this movie. Kind of just playing that like over the top, and he's like so like fired up and he's yelling all the time and it's like it's so great in the dynamic with him and Will Ferrell especially I mean it lasts throughout the whole movie but especially at the beginning when he's just like laying into him when he when he when he tells him that the sound of his piss remember that and he's like <laughs> yeah. he's like the sound of your piss hitting the urinal it sounds feminine <laughs> that's one of the one of the rips he has on him which is pretty funny um but yeah I just and, and like I said Michael Keaton in this movie is so good yeah. the the TLC quotes and just everything about him is so so funny. Um, I, I think I am probably right there with you. I think I'm going to give this four machine guns as well. I mean, if you are, you know, if you like Will Ferrell, Mark, well, you got to see it. If you haven't seen it, if there's mm-hmm. anything holding you back, I think you should see it. And, and if you, I mean, it is more comedy focused than, you know, like say a rush hour, but I, I, it does have those action elements. And like you said, it's not a parody where it's like, we're straight up, you know, I you you said it better, but you're right. It's not like yeah. a straight up parody, and I think it does it does it takes its action scenes somewhat serious. They're funny, but they mm-hmm. do them well. They don't skimp on them, and it's just I don't know. It's it's forever quotable. Yep. Um, one of the scenes we didn't talk about, and I know we kind of got past that, but I love the scene where they're at the um like the Irish bar and they're going over the case and they're like singing okay. like the songs, you know, <laughs> oh, yeah. and like Will Ferrell has to keep like, he's like, Oh, hold on a second. It's my turn to sing. And they're singing uh, those really, it's like those super depressing songs. <laughs> and Mark Wahlberg's like, he likes singing those songs. They're depressing. <laughs> it's like, Oh, they're full of rich history. <laughs> yeah. But the lyrics are like kind of, they're kind of goofy too. Oh yeah. It's like, like it's, describing like how a murder's happening or something. And it's like, that. like all the children got pink eye while they're, <laughs> while their Harry Potter books were burned. That's right, um, and I and I do like uh, when they go to see uh, Mark Wahlberg's like ex girlfriend, and she's at the ballet studio, <laughs> yeah. and he does like he does like the the ballet moves, yeah, yeah, and he's like, yeah, we we learned I learned to dance like that to make fun of a kid in the neighborhood, <laughs> and uh, Will Ferrell's like, you learned to dance like that sarcastically, <laughs> and even the wife is like, that's really good. <laughs> And also, there's a real, uh, this is a very specific joke, but it's one that we quote all the time at work, and I don't know why I love it, but 
after that opening action sequence, when they're given like the press conference, when The Rock and Samuel Jackson are answering mm-hmm. all those questions, there's the hot dog vendor, <laughs> and he goes, "Dancing in Highsmith, free hot dogs for life!" <laughs> and everybody cheers, and then he's like, "No drinks, <laughs> can't do it!" And everyone just like boos. And I don't know why, but we say that all the time at work. I love that part. It's just uh, a little scene, but it's great. Can't can't do it. Yeah, no drinks, can't do it. <laughs> Uh, well, sounds to me like we cannot recommend this movie. No, seriously, if you haven't seen it, check it out. I mean, unless you have, like, a super strong, like, aversion to, like, Will Ferrell or something like that, if you're on the fence, I would say check it out. And I would say, too, like, if you're like me, and maybe you saw it when it first came out, and you've kind of, like, pushed it to the side, re-explore it. Yeah, I think it is one, and it's weird to say about, like, a Will Ferrell comedy, but I think it does take maybe more than one viewing to kind of fully appreciate it. All right. Well, this is uh, the last action podcast coming to you every single Monday uh, with Hovercraft Joe and I. And yeah, I mean, (laughs) uh, we'll 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 open the the closet that we locked LPJ in at some (laughs) point. But you know, right now we told him he needed to to fucking go away for a little bit (laughs) while we do our action comedies. (laughs) <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Look out. Uh, but we are part of the Gamesville Media Network, and we have all sorts of other podcasts for you, such as uh, the Gamezilla podcast, uh, our flagship show that streams live uh, Monday nights, and you can catch it on Tuesdays. We also have Noobs and Dragons on Wednesdays, uh, which is a Dungeons & Dragons campaign where LPJ and I... was going to say, you and LPJ are on that, right? Yeah, and we're having a pretty good time. We haven't killed each other yet, but <laughs> there's been some close moments there. Uh, and then we have on Thursday, it is... Legend of Retro. Legend of Retro, our retro video gaming podcast. And then we have on Sundays... Uh, Noiseland Arcade. Right, our Simpsons podcast. That is correct. So, so there's something for everybody. <clears throat> there sure is. And even within uh, Last Action Podcast, uh, if you have any interest in going back, uh, Dead Eye and I, we did a couple of special Friday episodes in October with some horror movies. Yeah. Uh, which Hovercraft Joe, I you know, found out with uh, an episode that we did a little while ago that you are a pretty big horror movie fan. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't get into as much like new horror, but yeah, like a lot of the old movies I was really into for a time. So yeah. Yeah, and then I do some music blogs as well. We've got streamers you can uh, follow and watch them gaming as well. There's all sorts of stuff on Gamezilla Media for you. Uh, if you'd like to help us out uh, monetarily, uh, we'd love for you to go on to patreon.com slash Media. There's a $1 and $5 tier. And at the $5 tier, there's a bonus episode that we offer, the the post-credit scene. Which is, and if you enjoy the podcast, the post-credit scene, we, we kind of dig into topics. You know, it's not necessarily about a specific movie. You know, we dig into things a little further, and it's kind of a fun way we get to talk about the genre, but kind of not have to focus on one specific movie. So it, it's kind of interesting. We've done a lot of, you know, talk about summer blockbusters, talked about Batman movies, a lot of fun stuff like that. Yeah, we had our hero bracket a while back, and then we did our hero bracket, yeah. the three of us, and yeah, it's a good time. So, and I and I would say also, um, you know, uh, follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram. You know, give us a follow, give us a like now and then. You know, uh, and also drop us a line on one of those. If there's a movie you want us to cover, we're always trying to figure out what movies to do. So if there's someone we haven't done, you know, leave us a Facebook comment, leave us a comment on Instagram. Let us know what you want us to do, and we'll we'll probably we'll probably happen. Yeah, and if it's a movie that LPJ doesn't like, then we'll just lock them back in the closet and we'll do it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> maybe we'll let him out. Maybe we'll feed him. He yeah, might, maybe. He, he might be dead in there. <laughs> we don't really know. 
But speaking of things being dead, I guess it is time that this last action podcast has been terminated. But we'll be back. <laughs>